1: The cat
0: Wrestle
2: Wrestle Overcoming Confidence and Self Doubt. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene and Jeff Zanetti, founders of Wrestling Mindset, the number one wrestling specific mindset program anywhere in the world. And today we're talking about the big issue: overcoming self-doubt and building confidence.
3: That's right. It's probably the biggest thing we hear during this time of the year. Right? We're in we're in January. By the time this comes out, mid-January, and the biggest thing we're hearing from parents coaches that are reaching out, my wrestlers are struggling with confidence, right? They're, they're dealing with self-doubt issues, confidence issues, and sometimes it's very obvious to, to see that, and then sometimes it's not so clear. So we're going to start today with, what are some warning signs? You know, how do you know that it's a confidence problem? Let's start there. Right, and real quick, this isn't
2: just for um, average or below average wrestlers. We're even talking about some of the best of the best. Um, At this point in time, we've worked with about 30 UFC fighters. We've worked with professional athletes. We've worked with Olympians. We've worked with Fortune 500 companies and sales teams. These are high performers who actually do have a lot of confidence, yet they still know that their confidence could get to the next level. So that's key to understand. This isn't just we're not just talking about people with problems. We're talking about people who are already high performers who are very confident, who still say that they struggle with confidence where their confidence could get to the next level. So, like you said, let's start with the warning signs. Specifically in wrestling, when you find that your kid or your athlete is talking too much about their opponent. They're talking too much about one specific competition, talking too much about um, one particular person, one upcoming match. We see it a lot also where they start making excuses for themselves before they go out there, where they start maybe the week they know they have a good match or a good good opponent, big tournament. They start talking about they don't feel that well. Um, the weight is real hard to make and it it could be something else, but very frequently, this is called self handicapping, very common in psychology. We start making excuses for ourselves before we go out there, just in case we lose, or just in case we underperform, we have this defense mechanism built in where it wasn't my best self. And also we're, we're using this as like a buffer for other people. So, Hey, if I do lose, you know, there was something going on with me. That's a warning sign that it might be a competence issue. Also, the eyeball test. How many parents, they might not know the first thing about wrestling. They might not have competed themselves, but they know their kid. They could tell just by looking at their kid, they don't believe in themselves right now. They they really don't think they can get it done. Coaches can see this all the time. A lot of times you see before a match, you shake a kid's hand. It's ice cold, very clammy and disgusting. Uh, You know, could be overthinking. It could be nerves. So there's a lot of warning signs. Sometimes even just trusting your instinct. You could tell when someone's nervous. You look at that person, they don't quite look normal, any change in behavior. That's what you're looking for. If there's a change in their behavior from one week to the next or they're they're appearing different before this match than any other
3: matches, it's a red flag. Yep, yeah, and then some maybe some of the more obvious signs are they're not wrestling aggressive. You know, you see them in practice and they get after it right away. And then in a match, they shake hands and they're backing up. They look timid. You know, their, their eyes are wide as saucers. They, they're a practice room wrestler, right? They're wrestling better in practice than a match. They're hesitating. They're not pulling the trigger. They're a slow starter. Whereas, you know, if they were in a practice room, they get after it right away. But they're not maybe getting started. They don't get that engine running until the second period. A lot of times that's because they're maybe they're just feeling out their opponent because they're not confident they could score right away because... In their mind, they know this is going to be a a tough match, even though we've said it many times, just because you're wrestling a good opponent doesn't mean it has to be close. Right. So not being aggressive, not pulling the trigger, um, wrestling better, much better in practice than a match. Slow starter. Definitely signs of a confidence issue in wrestling.
2: Right. So what what you could see there for the listeners, you could see that Jeff was speaking just now more about what you would notice during the match. And I was speaking about a little bit more what you would notice uh, before the match. Also, some interesting points is that with confidence, if you're overly focused on what you need to improve, if you're overly focused on what you can do better at, if you're overly focused on your weaknesses, your problem areas, that's a red flag for confidence. We talk about this very frequently with our brother, um, who was ranked as high as sixth in the country. He beat multiple All-Americans. He beat multiple national finalists. And for him, he was very focused on everything he needed to improve. And, yes, that's good because it drove him to great uh, heights in wrestling. He got a lot better because he would always be working on things. He was never content. But at the same time, his confidence was never exactly where it could have been because he was always focused on this is what he has to work on on neutral. This is what he has to work on on top. This is what he has to work on on bottom, and which is fine. But when you ask him, what are you doing well, when we asked him in the past, and this is back in, like, 2012, 2013 – he would not have it at the forefront of his mind what he was doing well. And there's many wrestlers like this, high performers, who they're very good at telling you what they struggle with, and they're not very good at quickly recalling what they're good at. So that becomes a red flag. So a, very, a concrete step that you could take to build confidence is be very aware of what you do well. Your action plan should be addressing what you need to work on, but you have to have it in the forefront of your mind. What are you good at? What are your strengths? What are your past successes?
3: Yeah, that was the first thing I was going to talk about for solutions. It's a lot of confidence is about what you focus on. If we focus on all the things we need to improve on and you're thinking about that, what I'm not doing well before a match, it's going to be very difficult to be very confident. So what should you focus on before a match? The things that you're good at, you know, not maybe not just technique, but your physical attributes faster than this guy, quicker, um, stronger, better conditioning. What are the things that you feel good about right now? Obviously, you have to get better, probably in those areas, but definitely in other areas as well. But the better we do at focusing on what we're good at, the more confident we're going to be. What moves are you good at? What tie-ups are you good at? Focus on that and then get to them, of course, right away in the match. But if we're focusing on, uh, what if he hits me with his fireman's carry? What if he gets his overhook? Well, you know, maybe maybe that does happen, right? But if I want to be confident, get to my inside control. Get to my sweep single. Get to my high crotch. Focus on what you're good at and not so much on, at what he's doing well or what you're struggling with. So focus is is really the key here for step number one for becoming more confident. Change what you focus on. It's a game of focus.
2: Right. And then also preparation. Again, all this is tied in together. I had a great conversation, long conversation with Dennis Hall uh, the other day. Legendary wrestling Greco-Roman wrestler and coach. And we were speaking about this. and. You know, you really can't fake your way to confidence. In other words, you have to put the work in. So living the right lifestyle, putting time in on your mindset training, eating well, resting well, working really hard in practice, working really smart in practice. Confidence breeds competence and competence breeds confidence. So it can't just be it's not one or the other. You need to really live the lifestyle. You need to work hard so then, when you step out there, you will believe in yourself. So, knowing that you're doing things right and even if you nobody's perfect so you've made mistakes before, you might have had a few cheap meals, you know, there was there was days you slacked off, we get it. Nobody's perfect, but the point is if you know you're truly on a quest for, you know, success, you're really on that path, you're really trying hard with all these aspects of your life, you're doing your mindset training, you're going to be a lot more competent when you step on the mat. And then back to the, that was the conversation with Dennis Hall. And then going back to the point that you made about talking yourself up and focusing on what you do really well. One of the big videos that we always watched competing VHS back in those days, the Stone Age, right? Uh, competitor Supreme, Dan Gable, Competitor Supreme. You could watch that on YouTube now. And it has an, an excerpt, a short clip of Gable's high school coach, Bob Siddons. And he spoke about what Dan Gable used to say to himself before he took the mat. and And he was reminded that Gable used to say, I've worked harder than he has. I know more than he does and on and on and on and on. And that's why I'm going to beat him. So Gable, whether he planned to do this or this was just something he did naturally, he was focusing on what he was good at before his matches. And what a lot of people will look at from that clip is Gable was telling himself, I'm going to win. And we're saying is no, Gable really wasn't focused so much on the outcome. He was talking about everything that he's done to put himself in a position to give himself the opportunity to win. And Zeke Jones used to tell us about this all the time in practice, also. He would say, We're making, we're making deposits, we're putting it in the bank. That's how he, that's what he would say. We're putting it in the bank. We're putting it in the bank. In other words, all the hard work. And then the day of the match, we make the withdrawal.
3: And as Coach trainer would say, the mountain is built. It's time to peek out. So we're building the mountain. We're building the mountain and then we're going to peek out when it's time to perform. But one thing I think to focus on too is a lot of the guys that live the right lifestyle, those are the people that a lot of times are perfectionists and they're not focusing enough on what they're good at. Right. So you go back to the example of our brother Greg, where it's, you know, you're focusing too much on yet, you live the lifestyle, you train right a lot of times those people they're missing so you're going to be more confident you're going to be more confident than if you don't live the lifestyle of a champion if you don't train hard but they're missing that piece where you got to make sure you're focusing on what you're good at so and I'm just reiterating that point but a lot of times the the perfectionist or the person who is living the the right lifestyle you could say well they're working hard they're going to be confident well not so fast it doesn't always work like that and it's because many times they're focusing on the things they still need to improve on but on match day you know, the, the ten minutes, the five minutes before a match, during a match, you better be focusing on the positions you're good at, um, your strengths, and the, the advantages that you have over your opponent. So that's that's a big one. Let's and then lean, that- that real, lean into that real quick, but just
2: to make sure people caught what you said, because it's very important that especially before you step out on the mat, especially before you step on the mat, those five to ten minutes, your pre-match routine, which is distinct from your warm-up. Your warm-up's an hour, two hours before. Your pre-match routine is the ten to fifteen minutes before you step on the mat. You better be focusing on what you do well. You better be telling
3: yourself what you do well and what you're good at and your strengths. Go ahead. I was going to say the second thing is is focusing on our past performances, the times that you did do well, the times you did succeed. This would be the time where you, you know, to build confidence, you focus on, you know, I beat this opponent who was ranked this or who placed in this tournament or I took down this person who won the States last year. Maybe it's not even a win, but it's a it's a takedown or a turn or an escape. So we could definitely build a lot of confidence from our past performances. And it's not just wins. You know, I've talked to people, you know, one of our wrestlers, he was just at the Midlands. He lost the match, but he was building confidence from that that loss because he knew it's like, you know what? I'm right there with this guy who's in the hunt to be an All-American or is in the hunt to be a national champion. So it doesn't have to be a win, but we got to use those past performances, not just to learn the lessons and to get better, but also to feel good about where we're at and where we're going. Right. Yeah. And
2: you see this a lot of times when 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 people are interviewed or just asking questions of people, when did you believe you were going to be a state champ or a national champ? Very frequently, the, frequently they'll say in practice when they they beat or took down a national champ who's come into the room or, you know, some offseason tournament where they beat someone, they took someone down. Like we all know that confidence builds on top of itself, but confidence doesn't build on top of itself if you don't make that work for you. In other words, almost everyone who wrestles for a while—that's committed to the sport—has enough success examples that they could use. But some people use those success examples to propel them forward, and some people don't quite do it. What we're telling you here is, you need to be conscious of it. You need to be aware of it. That's why we always stress writing it down on paper, looking at it, so you can see that, and and it becomes you can recall it easily, so you can make that work for you. Many wrestlers, that's the case. Once they beat this person, oh, um. To think of example, our teammate at Penn, Matt Valenti, national champ. Uh, I think what gave him a lot of confidence was, well, he had beaten Joe Dubuque in the NCAAs, uh, you know, the, the year before Dubuque won. And then when he watched Dubuque win a national championship, he said, well, you know, I'm I'm right there with with Dubuque. I've beaten him before. I could do it, too. And it's not just Matt Valenti. You could have literally yeah. so many examples of this.
3: I was going to say, Coach Rain asked him after after Joe Dubuque won the Nationals and Matt Valenti was redshirting. He said, do you believe yet? Yeah. He's getting it. Do you believe yet? I would even make that a distinction there. I think that's even building confidence. It is from past performances, but also from other other people's performances. Right. So that's something where it's like I've it It is. It is from the past. I beat him in the past. Now, this guy's getting it done at a high level. He's achieving what I want to achieve. Why can't I do it? You know, maybe it's someone from your town who has who's been, you know, depending on what your goal is, a state champ, an all-American, a national champ. He did it. He's from the same streets as me. Why can't I do it? You know, it's one of the things where I always point to the kids in Clark. I live in Clark, New Jersey. So I show my my kids it's like, oh, look at this guy. He you know, he was a state champion. He was a district champion. He was a state place winner. You want them to see that there's people that that are close to them in proximity that they can relate to. This guy lives down the block. He won the Beast of the East. Well, it's like, you know, why not me? So we could build a lot of confidence from other people's performances um, and people that we can relate to, ideally. And that could be people close in proximity people that are from the same team, the same wrestling club, maybe a similar body type, right? Well, look at this guy. Sometimes it's hard to think of, you know, maybe it's going to be difficult for me. I'm long and lanky. Well, look at this guy who won a national title. You know, he's got a similar body type. He got it done. Or I'm short and stocky. Well, look at this guy. He was a national champion. He got it done. He was short and stocky. So using other people as a way to build confidence, it can and should be done. Right. And, and, and our coach, Uh, god rest his soul don ernst he was very
2: big with this he was a video technician for team usa and when he would show technique videos he always had the world and olympic champions execute a technique and then after that he would have his high school products so basically you would see people who were you you're you're very confident looking at that video it's very effective teaching tool to know the very best people are doing this in the very biggest competitions right so You had that, you know, this is the best in the world, but at the same time, so that gets your mind going. If they could do it, you know, you could hit this against the best, but then also seeing that, Hey, these are people who are similar to me. Maybe someone from my high school, someone from my wrestling club, someone I know who's executing this against local competition. So it's highest level, but if I can't relate to them, it's someone who I can relate to. So that's real big. And then to give Joe Dubuque a shout out, I don't want to just, just make him like the, the butt of this whole thing, because we're talking about confidence. I haven't seen many wrestlers as confident as Joe Dubuque. I mean, you want to talk about walking into a gym like he owns the joint? I, since Literally, since I remember watching him when he was, when he was even in high school, the swagger, the, the confidence that, that he's always had, and uh, it, it just, again, walking in like you own the place, always one of the one of the shorter wrestlers, one of the smaller guys, but he always looked like, you know, the confidence of a heavyweight, truly walking in, uh, believing in himself. And and even to the point of knowing that he's going to come out on top uh, when he beat another uh, big moment that I remember in high school was when Nick Simmons was undefeated and basically uh, maybe a foot and a half taller than him. And Dubuque beat him. And again, Simmons is another guy who's another great symbol of confidence. So it's funny you talk about Valeni and Dubuque and Nick Simmons. These are all incredibly confident people. You just have to really believe in yourself before it even happens. So the swagger, the body language, and, and reminding yourself that you, when you walk into the gym, you walk in like you own it.
3: A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in Podcast Discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount, and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month, and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Yeah, you're a step ahead, because that's, that's number four here, body language. Building confidence through body language. So you hear, you know, fake it till you make it. I'm sure most of you have heard that, and there's a lot of truth to that, right? So it's like, I might not be able to feel confident, But I can act confident. And when I act confident, I start to feel more confident. Just the same thing with if you smile, if you force yourself to smile, you feel a little bit better. It improves your move, your mood. You know, it doesn't take you out of a depression, but it might knock you up from a a two to a five, right? Or a seven to an eight. So we can our body language has a big has a big um effect on the way we feel. And the way we feel obviously impacts the way we wrestle and compete. Right. So walking
2: confidently moving confidently, behaving confidently. Uh, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali always said they were scared to death before their fights, but they never looked it, right? So basically writing out, this is one of our main exercises that we do with our wrestlers for confidence building specifically. We have them write down, what do you personally look like when you're at your most confident? Because we don't want you to be someone else. It's your version of confidence. What does that look like? And then practice moving like that outside of the wrestling match in your bedroom, in your basement, somewhere. So then you could take that, you could bottle it up and basically bring it with you to a competition. So that's how you begin to move. You know, it might feel a little bit awkward or for, or forced at first when you start moving around and acting confident, but you practice it on your own and then you bring it into the matches. And, and you have to be confident. You wanna look confident, not like to other people, but having that confident body language before your matches and even during your matches, you want to look like you want to be there. How many times you look at a wrestler, they don't even look like they want to be out there. You should always look like you want to be out there. That weighs on your opponent psychologically, psychological warfare. If Not that we
3: care about what they think, but if I look like I'm ready to go, that's going to wear on him. And How it, many times you see a wrestler, it looks like they can't wait until the match is done with. It's like, let's get this over with. It's like, hey, you're in the, you're in the state finals, buddy. Let's enjoy this. You know, you're in the district finals. You're in the region finals. You're in the the conference championship. It's like enjoy this, savor this opportunity. It's like, and and you know, I think of dual meets at Rutgers. You're wrestling in front of six thousand people sometimes, and it's like the guy get you know the match just ends. The next the next wrestler is on the mat before they even shake hands. It's like you know, and and it's not a way like I can't wait to get my hands on him. It's like I'm panicking. <laughs> you know, it's like I want to get this over with. It's like I'm I'm nervous, right? And instead of savoring in, in the moment, right? It's like, you know, I want to I enjoy, I want to savor the opportunity to wrestle. And, and I go back to what you said before about everyone's gonna look a little bit different. You know, I always use the example of like a Tony Ramos, he would always stare his opponents down. For him, that's what confidence looks like. And that feels good, that feels right. That helps him wrestle better. But for another wrestler, you know, maybe it's, it's dancing, it's joking around, it's being really loose, but it's confident for them. Right. And that's gonna that's gonna improve their performance. So everyone's gonna look different. that's why when you have a conversation about body language, it's gonna be different for everyone because ultimately it's like what what is good solid body language for you? What's good solid body language for me? And let's just be deliberate about it.
2: Right. And out of all, all of our competence lessons, we have eight to ten, something like that. We have a 10-day competence crash course. Of course, that's great to get, but, but even more importantly, having a mindset coach that can take you through this. Because that's really where you're going to have the biggest improvements. I mean, when you're – it's a muscle. It's just like your arms, your legs, any other part of your body. Your mind has these different muscles, and confidence is a muscle. And you need to stretch it. You need to exercise it. You need to grow it. Most people have no idea at all whatsoever how to build confidence other than work hard. We address that. We know that's part of it. The more competent you are, the better. the more of a lifestyle you live the more confident you're going to be. What we're here to say is that if you coaches, you parents think that's all there is, you're missing about eight or nine different lessons. There's a lot you're missing. So there's ways you can directly work on your confidence. And unfortunately, most people will go through their entire wrestling career without deliberate practice on building confidence. And it's such a shame because confident people not only win matches, confident people get the job, confident people get the date for the prom, Confident people, you know, whatever, and on and on and on, all success. Confident people get A's. If you believe in yourself, if you know how to flip the switch and to be more confident and to believe, you you got it made. I mean, you're going to really set yourself apart from other people. So you really want to use wrestling and this opportunity where you're in these matches where you feel all these nerves, sometimes panic, sometimes questioning yourself. Use this opportunity. Most normal people don't go through what you wrestlers out there go through. So it should open you up to being a deeper thinker and to seek out strategies and helps like mindset training that average people don't ever seek out. And this makes you better than all of them. And again, outworking your opponent. Outworking your opponent is not just running more sprints, doing more weightlifting or doing more technique. It is part of that, but it's also putting direct time in on your mindset. So you have to work on your confidence if you really want to maximize this and get to the next level. So get a mindset coach. Get a hold of us as soon as possible.
3: Okay, See, so, so we do everything right. We work hard. We live the lifestyle of a champion. We do our mindset training. We have a mindset coach. We work on these confidence lessons. We're going to be perfectly confident for every match? No. No, of course not, right? We're going to still be nervous. We're still going to have self-doubt. We're able to manage them better, right? We're, we're, we're able to manage the doubt better. We're, we're able to not have that negative snowball effect. I have a doubt I know how to deal with it, right? I know how to change my focus so I don't have that negative snowball where I'm just, um, I'm, I'm not confident today. It must mean I'm not preparing right. It must mean I'm gonna lose. It must mean this guy's better than me. It must mean I'm having a bad day. It's easy to do that if you don't have a plan, right? So you have to develop a plan to deal with that negativity, to deal with that self-doubt. And that's what mindset training is gonna do. That being said, you know, I'd, we'd be remiss to say that, you know, on match day, there's still going to be doubts, there's still going to be nerves, there's still going to be a lack of confidence at times. And and really on match day, that's, that's the time where we have to accept our thoughts, right? We don't want to be judgmental of the way we feel, the way we are thinking um, of our thoughts in general on match day, right? We have to be good at, okay, we want to deal with that. We want to become more confident. We want to d- develop these lessons that we're talking about. But on match day, we're not here to judge our thoughts. We're not here to think too much into it. It's just, I feel good, great, go wrestle. I don't feel good, great, do my pre-match routine and go wrestle. Keep doing the things that you know you need to do to wrestle your best. Some days you're going to feel better than others. It doesn't say too much about you unless it becomes a pattern. So I guess just talk about that a little bit in terms of being able to accept your thoughts. And, you know, things don't have to be perfect. But um, on match day, is certainly not the time to... Think too deeply about um, our, our thoughts and feelings.
2: Right. If you catch yourself thinking a little bit too deep, what you want to do is imagine, uh, have an imaginary black box. Throw all the negativity, all the any of the critiques, anything you want to work on, throw it into that black box and you don't open it until the competition's over. OK, that's just a visualization aid to get you to compartmentalize all the negativity so you could be in the moment. Okay. There's all. We're always looking to grow. We're always looking to get better. There's a time and place for analysis and for improvement. It's not during the match. It's not during the tournament. Arnold Schwarzenegger spoke about this a lot. If you ever watched the Pumping Iron documentary, he said if he's at a if he's at his bodybuilding competition and you know girlfriend breaks up with him, someone steals his car, he doesn't care. He said he has to be a little bit cold and block out the outside world. So he throws it into the black box and then he deals with it after. Right, So the acceptance, is, the acceptance has to be there, not just the day of the match, but really just moment to moment. And to take, it a step, um, to take it a step further, just when you say, well, acceptance, just letting it go, this becomes a lot easier for people of faith. And I know in the wrestling world, there's many people with very strong faith in God. And this is why you see a lot of the top athletes, a lot of the most successful performers – That really helps them. Not that that's why you have faith so you could get something from God, but it does give you a certain peace of mind. Uh, With my spiritual director, anything you're trying to get better at, it's something you work on. You have a coach. You have a mindset coach. Well, for me, my spiritual director, the priest that I meet with the last time I met with him, he recommended that I read a spiritual classic called Abandonment to Divine Providence classical spiritual book and he basically just told me just keep reading it over and over and over, right? Because a lot of times I have the tendency, like a lot of you out there, to just rip through materials, more information, more knowledge, more information, instead of really let this sink in. And abandonment to divine providence is really just accepting the will of God, whatever it might be. And that's that that's me saying that, but let's now relate that directly to wrestling. I think about Jordan Burroughs when he was interviewed before the Olympics and he spoke about this where he said, if someone beats me, and this is the time period before he had more losses, and it was basically like he was invincible, and he said, well, if someone should beat me, it was just part of God's sovereign plan, right? They must have worked real hard. It was just part of God's plan. Yeah, he, ha- he had that faith, and that's how a lot of the top performers in all sports think. They understand that if it's not God's will, it's not God's will. Sometimes it's things that it's, it's your fault. You could have improved. Sometimes you just didn't have a good day. So the day of a competition, the day of a performance, or just in life, you have to be ready to let it go. It goes back to what you were saying before about um, there's, there's preparers and then there's cowboys. Ben Askren spoke about this. The people who are, everything has to be just right. Um, those people who tend to be more perfectionistic, and my master's degree thesis was on perfectionism and anxiety. The, the people who are more perfectionistic, They tend to get more out of themselves a lot of times, but they tend to be less happy. Right. The difference between maximizers versus satisficers, satisficers, they say things, you know, it's good enough. Right. Well, they're very good at letting go. The maximizers, everything has to be just right. So the key is, and this goes back to Aristotle, virtue is in the golden mean. That means you could have too much of something that's excess. You could have too little of something that's defect. The golden mean is finding that sweet spot in the middle, that optimal point. So you do want to be a preparer in the sense of I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to orient my life towards, number one, God. Number two, uh, my, my family, my school, and then my wrestling goals. But I'm living the lifestyle to be a state or national champion. But at the same time, the day of a competition, we're ready to let it ride, baby. Whatever happens, happens. You know, throw caution to the wind. I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at you. The soldier who walks into battle saying, hey, today's a great day to die. You don't want to go against that guy or gal because they're a dangerous person. And it's more fun to live like that. Again, we're speaking in the context of a competition. So you have to get good at letting go. And as the saying goes, let go, let God. Your faith is really going to help you with acceptance. It's not just this atheistic, materialistic, pagan just accept, just accept and move on. It's no. Do you really have trust in God, right? Do you really have that abandonment to divine providence, that trustful surrender to divine providence? If you do, it's going to be a lot easier to have that cowboy mentality the day of a competition, because it's in perspective. You realize one match doesn't necessarily, not necessarily, doesn't
3: define who you are as a wrestler, much less as a person. So you see here a lot of nuances. Another reason why you need a mindset coach and just to have a lot of conversations, because this is the result of thousands of conversations with with athletes of all different levels, right from elementary school through the Olympic team. And it's like many, many times over. Right. So it's like there's just we have to have productive conversations that are driven basically by by science, psychology, philosophy, and they- right, theology, <laughs> theology, right. Most importantly, so. Sometimes we just we need to talk about these things. There's really no substitute um, to to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Talking about these different topics in a structured way.
2: Yeah. So like when we say, oh, 10-day confidence crash course, that's great to get some information in a short amount of time. That is not the mentality you should be viewing wrestling, your, your mindset training. It's like the same thing. Is it good to do an intensive wrestling camp? Sure. But that's not the way you should be viewing your training as just one short intensive camp. That's good for a specific reason. But you need to think about how you're you're training on an ongoing basis over the course of not just a year, but multiple years. For the Olympians, a full quad, a full four years. So that's how you really want to be looking at your mindset. That's why you need to get a mindset coach as quickly as possible. Get a hold of us. There's time before the end of the season. We still have some time where you can make some serious improvements before the end of the year, the end of the wrestling season. And then again, of course. Don't just pull the plug on your mindset training right after the season. That's the best time to capitalize on mental training because now all the thoughts are fresh in your head. And before we leave, I want to remind everyone that we're hiring. We're just at the um, National Duels in Louisville, Kentucky with um, Wrestlers in Business, National Wrestling Coaches Association at the Career Fair. Had a lot of great interest. We're looking for mindset mentors, speakers, and presenters, whether you want to do this part-time we're full time. We can't hire fast enough. We need good people out there. But again, we're not looking to just take anyone. We want to see that you really care about helping other people and making a difference in their lives. So make sure you get a hold of us. Email us. Contact us. Write to us on Instagram. Whatever you're comfortable doing. Get a hold of us because we're looking to build our mindset team with good quality people.
3: So I got sign us off here.
2: Whether it's wrestling, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. We'll see you next week.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.